25 years ago, if I wanted to record a video, let's say, and get it to my audience, I had to get big expensive cameras and I had to create DVDs and I had to ship stuff and I had to do production and post-production. Right now, you and I can do this Zoom call that we're doing. If you feel like sending it out with video, you can have it out to your audience in two minutes. You launched an amazing online course, but you're completely lost on how to scale? Welcome to the Online Course Elevator Podcast, where we explore the strategies for taking online courses to seven figures and higher. I'm your host, Joshua Lyon. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Online Course Elevator Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm excited about this episode because I've got a really great guest on. His name is Paul Wells, and we're doing something a little different today because Paul actually hasn't launched his course yet. He's actually working on it right now, building up the strategy and and thinking through the content that they want to create. And what I thought was really interesting is that they are going to be leveraging podcasting and audio medium for a type of course that's very, very visual. And so I think the way that they've planned this out is really great. I think they're going to be in a niche where there's not a whole lot of competition. And thinking outside the box that way is just a really great way to set yourself up for some long-term success. So enjoy this episode. I hope you get some great nuggets out of it. We cover a lot of different topics. All right. I am super excited to be here with my guest today, Paul Wells. He was a wrangler at a dude ranch. He was a real estate investor and trainer. He created real estate courses and he really cut his teeth in marketing, selling those courses. He has worked for Tony Robbins and he is getting ready to launch his next course. Welcome to the show, Paul. Josh, thank you. Happy uh, Friday out here. It's probably warmer there in Georgia than it is here in Colorado, but it's good to be on with you. Thanks for joining us. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about, you know, your past and where you come from. And and I know I gave you an intro already, but I think it helped them to know about your experience. Sure. Um, And thanks for having me. It's good to, you know, it's good to be here. And it's, I I wish I had found this kind of podcast when I was first starting, because what we were going to talk about today, I think you and I talked about just a minute ago, was how do you start a podcast? And how do you start from scratch? And I think you've got to have a lot of uh, different ideas and different skill sets and different experiences to make it interesting. I think I've got those, you know, growing up in San Diego, uh, did that till, you know, I got out of high school and I became a professional skier and skied for probably 15 years to make a living doing it and lived at Mammoth Mountain in California and then down in Durango, Colorado for a while and then decided to go to work after going to school down there in Durango and went to work for Tony. As you said, I worked for three years for Tony back in the late 80s when he was first getting rolling. And that is the gift that keeps on giving, Josh. You know, there is a thing that we talk about, a philosophy we talk about that success leaves clues. And that's one of the things I learned from Tony was success does leave clues. So find successful people, do what they're doing, and you've got a pretty good chance of replicating those results if you believe in yourself. And so working for Tony was great. Uh, I went to corporate America and 
made some pretty good money, but found out a couple things about myself was I didn't like working for other people. You know, one of the challenges with living in Colorado as a skier is when there's a foot or two of snow, you want to go skiing. And so I did that a fair amount, but my bosses didn't like that that much. <laughs> so we came to a mutual uh, decision that we agreed that I probably ought to work for myself. So Paul went and worked for himself, got started in creative real estate investing back in 2001 after a very unique day. I was actually flying on 9-11 back in 2001, flying wow. from Denver to New York. Yeah, I know it, right? Flying from Denver to New York. They put us down in Chicago. And Josh, I can tell you the exact time. I bet you can too with your life. Some of the events that have happened in your life, you know exactly when they happen and exactly the time. And I can tell you when I decided to go work for myself, it was 9.30 in the morning on 9-11 when I was sitting on an airplane out in the middle of a runway in Chicago, listening to my wife cry on the phone, wondering if I was alive. Wow. She didn't know because I was headed for New York. And so at that point in time, I made that decision and went to work for myself and struggled for a couple of years in real estate. It took me a while to get my momentum going, but you know what? I never gave up. And I think that's the same thing what you and I were talking about earlier with podcasting. So many people go do it. It's a great medium, but they give up so soon. And if you give up, you're not going to enjoy the success. And my real estate adventures told me exactly that. And so... Wrote some courses, like you said, traveled around the country lecturing and teaching on creative real estate investing, uh, became CNBC's uh, dis disclose, disclose, um, distressed property expert, foreclosure expert. Okay. You can go look me up on YouTube and you'll see me there, you know, not quite as gray as I am now, but uh, I did that for a few years, did pretty well in the real estate investing market, retired in 2016 and have been looking for a niche that uh, I could take my passion for, my skills for, and put it all together and create a business. And um, I found it in what I think is going to be a niche that we're going to do very well in. And I was telling you about it earlier. It's a golf training program. I live on a golf course here in, in Grand Junction. And we're putting together a golf training program. But one of the ways we're going to market it, it's going to be with podcasts. We've looked at our competition. We've researched it. We feel pretty damn confident that what we're going to do is going to work because we've seen it work in some other markets the way we're going to do this. And so that's where I am today in 2023 and excited to move forward, excited to learn the art of podcasting. So I'm excited to be on your show. And like you and I talked, I think a discussion that we can have here is going to be really beneficial to people wanting to do podcasts as a source of fun or something that's going to be lucrative for them. But I think it's something they can do that will help them enhance their business posture in their particular niche if they have patience. That's right. That's yeah. We are. And I, I totally agree with you, Paul, because, you know, I think another level to that too is, like you said, you have to be consistent. You have to be patient. You have to be devoted. You also have to enjoy the medium that you're doing. And, you know, part of the reason I chose podcasting is I tried YouTube. I tried blogging. I'm a pretty good writer, but 
getting in front of a camera just myself, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> you know, I'm some of my videos were putting myself to sleep. And so I was like, you know, what do I enjoy? I enjoy talking to people. I kind of come alive when I'm when I'm getting to actually have a conversation with somebody about a topic that I enjoy. And, you know, I don't enjoy anything as much as I enjoy business and online courses and educating and things like that. So, you know, a podcast is a natural um, kind of medium for me because all we have to do is sit here and and just have an intentional, smart conversation about what we're trying to do and how we can be better and something that's valuable for the listeners. And, and honestly, that's all, that's what it takes. And then you just keep repeating that over and over again, keep bringing valuable content. And like you said, you have to be patient, you have to be diligent, but I think it's a great medium and not enough people are doing it. Maybe they're, you know, a little self-conscious about themselves or something, but, but it's such a great medium for, for anyone who just enjoys having a conversation with other people. Well, and sharing their information. I, I, I true believe Josh, that people are experts at some level in their lives about something. Um, and I think that people have got skills that if they get confident in a medium like podcasts and they can share those skills, uh, I just, I, I agree with you. I love business. I love the entrepreneurship side of business. And, you know, I think you ask people uh, that are 80, 90, 100 years old. And I love having conversations with people in those age brackets. Like, what's the thing that happened in your life? What's the development, the invention in your life that changed your life? And that you still remember to this day, the events, et cetera. For most people, they're 80 or 90s. It's flight. Mm. You know, they remember airplanes and they remember the, uh, the, uh, the advent of aviation. For us at this time, it's going to be the internet. Definitely. The internet is, you know, love it or hate it, good or bad. It is going to be something that's going to leave an impact on all of our lives. And it's it's amazing. You know, 25 years ago, Josh, I don't know how old you are. I'm 63. 25 years ago, if I wanted to record a video, let's say, and get it to my audience, I had to get big, expensive cameras, and I had to create DVDs, and I had to ship stuff, and I had to do production and post-production. Right now, you and I can do this Zoom call that we're doing. If you feel like sending it out with video, you can have it out to your audience in two minutes. Yep. Same with your audio. It's incredible what is available. I just don't think people are realizing, a lot of people realize the impact, but I don't think enough do. And yeah. Yeah. It's it's not to full uh, scale yet. I still don't think. I mean, look at your experience with Tony Robbins. You know, Tony used to do a infomercial, and then he and he'd sell his products, his DVDs, you know, whatever, and then he'd have to ship them to people. Then he'd have to and he'd have to set up all this to have celebrities on who who he coached, Greg Norman, and all those people, and then he'd have to start all over again with the next program mm-hmm. that he created. You know, it's just, you don't have to do that anymore. You can film a webinar, you can, you know, run a Facebook ad and, and you can get people into your, into your funnel pretty much like that, you know? Well, for sure. And I can, you know, we can video this I can take Camtasia, for example, I can do a screencast and put text on it and make a production that, like you said, Tony, 30 years ago, he had to do a full production and post-production and it was expensive. 
it's not expensive anymore. And right. I think podcasts, so you and I were talking, like like I said, I'm going to use podcasting as one of my avenues of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there, I think there's a place for video. I think there's a place for audio. And I definitely know there's a place for podcasting. So I, I'm, I want to jump into that a little bit because, you know, you're teaching golf. I'm really curious about how you're going to translate such a physical skill into an audio medium, you know, without, without the video uh, aspect of it. So when you think about golf, now I told you before and you kind of chuckled, but it's really true. I'm the second worst golfer in Colorado. And one one of the challenges that I have when I golf, I may not be that bad, but you know, I'm a 90 or 95, the guys that live on the golf course here and the gals I live on the golf course here that are good. They're in their seventies, you know, not 70 years old. They're in their seventies score wise. So I talk to them and we talk a lot about it. And my, my buddies that are good go out and play golf with me. One of the challenges that I have is the mental aspect of the game. It's like, you know, every sport I've ever participated in in my life, I've been very good at. I've, I've had success. I've had, I've accomplished at it, especially the skiing side of things. Golf is the toughest thing I've ever done sports-wise. Okay. So it, a lot of it has to do mentally. And that's what my friends that are golfing are telling me. This is what you have to do mentally. You know, I hit a bad shot. I'm carrying that shot with me for two or three holes. You know, I I am coming to the golf course and I don't have my head in the right place or my pre-shot routine or what am I thinking about when I line up for a putt or, you know, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. How do we gamble? You know, all my buddies like to gamble like golf. They want to play Nassau's and this and that. And it's like, you know, I'm kind of a rookie golfer. I'm just like I've been doing it for four years. I'm almost embarrassed to ask my good friends to teach me how the how their foursomes are gambling. So a lot of this stuff we can talk through, you know, interviews with golfers, interviews with pros. The guy that I'm going to do this with is uh, very um, ingrained in the golf community around the country. And so he knows a ton of people. He's been doing it his whole life. We'll get people on for interviews. We'll get coaching on, you know, the mental side of golf. Uh We can take, for example, um, the idea of what you do when you line up for a drive, for a chip shot, for a putt. What are you thinking about? What's on your brain? How do you clear your brain? You know, when you're trying to putt, putting, putting you think is easy, man. It's tough. How do you set the hardest part? Yeah. Well, what they say: drive for show, putt for dough. There's a reason they say that. Yeah. You know, fifty percent of your shots are within what they say: hundred feet of the green. Tell you, you got to learn that stuff. So you, you talk, it is a very visual, um, the, a very visual uh, um, training program. Podcasting is going to be part of our lead gen system to drive people to our training program. That's going to have videos incorporated with it. Okay. Uh, and so our biggest deal is we, we want to grow a very large email list. And there's some reasons for that, some revenue reasons for that, but the idea behind the podcast is it's one more avenue for lead gen. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, now that you talk about, I mean, there is so much happening mentally with golf. It, mm-hmm. it makes sense. It, it almost will help 
you focus on that mental aspect because you don't have that visual medium to kind of distract you. Oh, well, how's he standing? How's he holding the club? You know, it's more about, well, what's he thinking? How's he clearing his mind? What's the mental checklist that he's going through? Because there is kind of a mental checklist through when you step up to the, you know, to the green. Well, think about when you go to play around a golf, you got 18 holes. What's the hardest shot in golf? That first shot off the first tee box. Everybody dreads it. Well, you talk to my buddies here, they've got a mental process for this. Um, my, my pro here that I'm working with, he's got a mental process for walking up to that first tee. It starts half an hour before his tee time's called. He's hmm. already thinking about it. He's already relaxing. There's warm-ups that he does. There's things he can do. There's conversations that he has with himself. There's conversations that he'll have with the people in his foursome. And these are the things that get him mentally prepped. And this kind of stuff can translate through a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. We're going to have a question and answer session with, with our, our students calling in. Uh, we've got ideas or like I said, interviews with other pros. We've got a, a question and answer between him and I. You know, I'm he's he's a scratch golfer. I'm an I'm not a scratch golfer. So he's going to talk to me like you're talking, like you and I are talking. He's going to start asking me, "What are you thinking about when you're doing this?" And well, I'm thinking about doing A. He goes, "Well, maybe you ought to think about doing B, C, and D instead." Mm-hmm. So there's there's some definitely some parts of that will work in a podcast. And to be honest with you, Josh, that was one of the things I was thinking about at first. How does this translate to a podcast? But it does. Yeah, definitely. And and going back just a little something, I don't know if you've heard of, I think it's SpeakPipe, um, which is it's it's where people can record a short audio message for you and it will just send it to you. And so you can build up this uh, bank of audio messages. So they don't even have to be listening at the time and call into a live show or anything. You can drive them to that audio message thing and they can leave a question for you that you can then play. You can edit it in and then you can answer the question. Um, It's interesting because as I'm starting to learn this podcast, I've been on it pretty hard for a couple months trying to learn about it. And I keep a spiral bound notebook here. And it's funny. I was just, I've got a, um, uh, a tab back here that talks about websites. I was just going to write speak pipe down. I've already got it written in here. Someone else (laughs) already told me about it. So good for you. You're, you're, you're on the right track or I'm on the right track or something. (laughs) We're aligned. That's what matters, right? (laughs) Yeah, it does. What are you going to do with podcasting? How did you get started in this? Yeah, so my background is in marketing and advertising. Right out of you know graduating from the University of Georgia, I I went into marketing and sales, and and I loved it. I loved working with the clients and things like that. I I got burnt out in corporate, and then um, so after about six years of that, I said I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to start my own business and. To make ends meet, I went back to restaurants, which is how I put myself through college. And so I'm working in restaurants. I'm running this little kind of boutique marketing agency. I've got a few clients, you know, making a few thousand dollars a month. And along comes um, a family friend of my wife who is an artist and her whole family are artists. And they started an online course. Really, I mean, they call it an online school because it had a mastery level program and it had multiple, you know, medium-sized courses. And so they said, you know, we need, we need people like you come work for us. And so I did, I left the restaurant and went into that. And 
that was my first real intro into online courses and online education. And I just, I just fell in love with it. I just was all about it. So, you know, when I parted ways with them, I said, I want to keep doing this. I want to stay in this. And I, I want to meet more people who are creating these courses. And so the podcast for me right now, if, if you're familiar with um, Russell Brunson, I'm I'm a little and some of his teachings. I'm a little bit in that reporter phase right now. I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what other people are doing, mm-hmm. and that's what I really want to learn. So our course, just to give you an idea, it was making six million dollars a year when I left, and um, and I I ran the marketing. I was the marketing director for that for that entire school, and so I understand you know, the whole, the landscape from the lens of where I was from the course that I was working with, but there are so many other course creators out there who are doing unique things and different things. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning new tactics and strategies all the time. And, and so I figured, well, instead of just reading and and kind of funnel hacking everyone else, I actually want to interview people. I want to, I want to talk about ideas. I want to, I want to coach you know, that kind of thing. And so the podcast is really an opportunity for me to do that. I, like I mentioned, I started with YouTube. I realized I was not, uh, the right person to just sit on video. And I was like, I want, I want to get more engagement with this. And so my goal is really to have conversations with people like yourself who are either starting a course or have already launched a course. Um, and then also probably do some course auditing, have people on who like, Hey, you know, tell me, tell me what I'm doing wrong or how I can improve. And maybe even, who knows, maybe even uh, do some of those question and answer sessions, kind of like you're thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. I, I think good on you. I think there's a lot of space, especially in the podcast arena for that question and answer coach for that question and answer format. You know, we, we started our program and um we, we, we're just heading down the road. It's not going to be, it's not going to take us very long. So the first thing, our first goal, we, we have goals. And our first goal is to put four podcast episodes together and launch them on a weekly basis. So my research tells me Monday through Thursday are, are the best days to launch podcasts. Yours may say something different and that's totally fine. Um, and then it's almost that, you know, 10 to 25 minute length kind of thing. And so, and then the other thing that I was told was incredibly important uh, is the name, the name of your podcast, yes. because people go look on, you know, on Apple podcasts or whatever you want to call it. And they, they, they want to find a golf program, right? Let's say they want to find a golf program. And let's say I try to be all fancy dancy and I name my podcast, get out of the sand. Okay. Well, nobody's going to search for a podcast called get out of the sand. That's, that's right. about golf. What they want to do is they want to get good at golf. So, we, we've come up with a name for our program. It's called GJT Golf. Good job today, golf. But that's not going to be the name of the podcast. The podcast we're we're trying to work on the name right now. Is it be a better golfer? Is it golf lessons? Is it? But it has to be something that's SEO searchable. That's right. And so these are the things I'm starting to learn and starting to figure out. And that's what I told you when I signed up. Uh, off your website and I found it, you're far further way further ahead than we are because I was able to send you a lead magnet and you called me back. And we booked <laughs> this thing. Um, I'm not that far yet, but I'm gonna get there. And so for you know GJT Golf, we're going to create 
what I'm being told by people who are experts in your arena. And I'm going to follow somebody else's lead because as I told you earlier, Tony taught me success leaves clues. So does failure. So I don't want to follow failure. So I'm going to follow success. And so you listen to those type of things. You listen to what you're talking about. And obviously something worked for you because here you are doing it. So good on you. And uh, I, I'm at the beginning of it, but I study enough and I'm intrigued enough to where I'm like a dog with a bone. Yeah, you know, I'm, this, this thing's going to work like That's a bulldog right. with a bone there, Georgia boy. <laughs> yeah, the bulldogs are doing great right now. We're, we're all pretty excited about it. That's for sure. So, <laughs> uh, you know, and I think I think this is a the audience I really want to impact are those course creators who who are trying to scale and grow. But I also want to give inspiration to those people who are are just getting started. So mm-hmm. I and I think this is a really good conversation for either one because not enough starting at, course creators starting out like yourself realize okay I really need some kind of content valuable content that you know I can start building an audience around. They just want to they want to slap package together course and then they want to put it out there and advertise it and for it to sell. Whereas some course creators who have had success and have had luck and maybe aren't consistent in their media, you know, really could do a lot in their scaling if they would just focus on, on a single media, like a podcast or a YouTube channel and really get that refined and then, and then go from there. So something that I heard you say, I mean, you know, you're building this out. Do you have kind of a plan for where you will send people from your podcast into a lead magnet? How are they going to get into your funnel? So we do. So our hub is going to be our website. Our website will produce a three-part series, a golf series that will be video golf series. And so I will do podcasts like this. Uh, I'll be, I'll do blogging. I will do a YouTube channel and I am absolutely committed and understand that it's not going to happen overnight. I'm not giving up after, you know, 10 episodes. I'm not giving up after five weeks. I I think that's one of the things that I hear consistently is people expect immediate results. And in this day and age, you know, a lot of people get it, but it is not, they, they, it's, it's like they burn out quickly. Mm-hmm. And we are going to do it on a consistent basis. And we are going to continue to push stuff out, uh, to push content out, whether it be audio content, video content, written content. And so what I'll do is I'll be a guest on a podcast like yours and I'll shamelessly plug GJT Golf yeah. and say, hey, you know, come check it out. You want some great golf lessons? Here you go. And we will continue to build it. Um, my partner is an influencer in the industry. And so he will talk to his friends. You know, we are lucky that we live up here at this golf course. I work up here on a consistent basis. So I'll get little business cards built and I'll start handing them to people. And we'll do affiliate marketing and JV marketing. And I just absolutely believe based on the things I've heard, like from Russell Brunson, you know, like from um, Jeff Walker, like from those guys. I study this stuff. I'm a student of this. Uh, and But it's, it's like drinking off a fire hydrant, right? It is. You know? That's for sure. But if you just pick out some ideas and you go with that, it's going to build. I believe this will build. It'll be slow, but we, we talk to enough people. And we, we, we shine the light on it enough times. I believe it's going to work. You know, right now, guess how many subscribers we have for GJT golf? Zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but guess how many come 
to have me back on in a year. Right. And let's see what happens. Uh, and, just, and that's really great because I, I do want to do those kinds of follow-up things where we see how a course creator has grown. I think that's going to be really impressive. So I'll hold you to that. Yeah, for sure. And I'd be happy to, you know, come on and talk with you. Hey, you call me, you know, get back on and I'm like, hey, how's it going? Or in three months, hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm. And we'll tell you, we'll give you some numbers because there's things that we have to do consistently, which is we have to measure. You know, you've got to do your analytics. You've got to understand how to do that. Yeah. You know, you've got to, you've got to get equipment. You know, you've got to get yourself a decent microphone. You've got one. I've got one. You know, th this, this, this costs, you know, 79 bucks. Yeah. I think it sounds pretty good. It does. It sounds, it's right. coming through good on my end. Right. And so it's just a matter, you know what it is? It's a matter of getting started and not yeah. needing to be perfect. Right. And not yeah. needing to sound great. You know, I don't have the the what's the guy's name who did the Star Wars James uh who was who was Darth Vader? Oh. Uh, remember his name with the big voice, the big baritone oh, yeah. voice? I I couldn't uh, James Earl Jones, is that it? Hold on. Jones. Anyway, everybody knows who we're talking about. The guy yeah. got I don't have that great voice, but no, that's okay. We're going to push this out and we're going to create content that's attracting people. Like Jones. you're already doing it. You know, I'm starting it. I've been on tons of podcasts. And, you know, you said something really intriguing, Josh, which was um, everybody thinks, you know, they don't sound that good or whatever. It's like, you know, get over it. Right. You know, you'll, you'll get better. That's right. Yeah. yeah and, and I think overcoming our own personal, you know. Uh, demons. Demons. Yeah. <laughs> a great word for it is a big part of getting into. I mean, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you you really do have to get over that. Um, and I struggle with it. I mean, I am not immune. I, I didn't want to be on video. I, if I listen back to my voice, I'm not a big fan of it, but you know what? The more I record and the more I edit my podcast, the more used to it, I get just like somebody else's pod. Sometimes I'll pick up a podcast and I'll go, well, this person, their voice is a little different, but by the third episode, I don't care anymore. I want to hear what they have to say. I want to hear their, the stories they're bringing out and all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, all these people, Gary V, he doesn't right. exactly have a you know a voice for radio, but everyone listens to Gary V or a vocabulary or for a vocab radio. Yeah, really. <laughs> so I mean, it really is just about figuring out where your strengths lie and and giving yourself some grace to to work on it. Yeah, the first you know they say you got to get past the ugly. You know, you, the first few episodes, the first little bit of anything is going to be ugly mm -hmm. and then you're going to get better. I mean, my first interview, it was like, well, I did it. That's what matters. You know? <laughs> and, and so the more I interview, the better I'm going to get. What do you think the toughest thing is for people starting a podcast? I, I think one of the biggest struggles is actually either do I sit here and do I talk to myself? as if I was talking to someone else and do I have the authority to do that? So a little bit of imposter syndrome, or if I go out and ask people to come on the, my podcast, you know, are they going to just laugh at me? I mean, when I asked, you're a product of me asking the community, one of the Facebook communities that I'm in, Hey, I would love to have some podcast guests. If you're interested, you know, please 
send me a message. Right. I got so many offers from that. Did you really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was great. And and all I did was ask. Interesting. Well, one of the things that Tony told me, another thing Tony told me, I'll never forget. And once again, he's the gift that keeps on giving. Remember this. And for you guys who are thinking about doing a podcast and you're going, well, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. And I don't know that much about this subject. Remember this. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. So true. So So if you're podcasting and you know more than the guy walking down the street, you are the king. Yep. And I'll, I'll add on to that a little bit with another, um, uh, saying that I've heard, which is if you are just a little further than someone else, you can teach the people behind you. Yep. You know, and that's all that it takes. And going into that, you know, content creation, content, um, kind of brainstorming and coming up with that content structure, that's probably another huge barrier that a lot of people uh, hit on. How are you guys, you know, kind of attacking that, planning that content out? So the content is planned. We've got 52 weeks of podcast plan. Okay. So 26 of them are going to be interviews because I am a true believer that nobody wants to listen to us on this podcast If we're just at the same level, we are going to be the experts. We are going to bring expert content to our listeners. And so we will be the experts and especially Tim. But what Tim is going to do with me is kind of like what you're doing. He's going to ask a lot of questions of me, the 95 golfer. And then we're going to also have interviews. So so the way it's set up is we're going to have interviews with that golfer that shoots a 70 to an 80, Mm -hmm. an 80 to a 90 a 90 to 100 and 100 above. Because did you know that 75% of golfers that play recreational golf shoot 90 and above? I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. So where do you think our demographic target's going to be? Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> it's 90 gonna be and guys above. like me. Yeah. And so we've got 26 interviews planned. We have 13, him and I just talking back and forth like you and I are doing. And then we have 13 coaching sessions with students. Awesome. And so we've got our 52 planned. So will you record those podcasts on video as well and use those as YouTube content? 100%. Good on you. 100%. We are going to, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Come on, Paul. Where are you? um, What's it? Repurpose. Repurpose. Thank you very much, Josh. Yeah. We're going to repurpose all our content. So our YouTube will be for YouTube. We will take our YouTube interviews and turn them into transcripts, which will be our blogs. We will take podcasts, turn into transcripts, which will be blogs. We will do lives on Facebook. So I have no problem getting in front of a camera, as you can tell. Yeah. It's like, bring it on, whatever. That's (laughs) Um, awesome. So we will repurpose everything. We will retarget towards different markets. Uh, so we, yeah, we've got our first 52 plan. We will run it at the same time every week, just like the nightly news. You know, you can count on us on at Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. We will be there. And with um, one of the programs that I learned about, it's called Lipsyn. Have you heard of Lipsyn? So Lipsyn, you can schedule everything out just like you would do with an email marketing campaign where you schedule your date and your time. You want stuff to push. Lipsyn does the same thing with your podcast. You know, I'll use, uh, is it 
is it Buzzsprout? I can't remember the one that that's not Buzzsprout. What's the one that goes out to everybody at the same time? Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it might be. I have a hard time keeping up. There's Buzzsprout in this, but if you're talking about pod, I have heard Buzzsprout as a, a tool a lot of podcasters use. But there is a, there is a there's a tool out there. There's a software program out there. Is that you just you do your um, let's say we do a podcast, we send it to that platform and it sends it out to all the other platforms that are out there okay. that, that accept podcasts. So you only do it once. It's not like having to, you know, do all this repurposing as far as manually doing it. If you I will. see. So I am just trying to learn this stuff. And like I said, I'm a dog with a bone. I'm learning it. I've got a full book here of stuff that I'm using. Um yeah, it's just I, I and it's a really exciting niche market. The golf market is very exciting. Yeah. Tell me about that. Like, I know you chose golf because you enjoy golf and it's That's a right. passion. You've got friends in golf, you know, but I enjoy a lot of things that, you know, I, I might not start a business in what, what made you choose golf? Passion, passion yeah. for it. A hundred percent. I don't need to do it to day. make, I don't need to do it to make money. Um, I'd like to make a lot more money. That'd be really fun. And uh, but you look at you look at the demographics, and when I did my research, I found some golf uh, websites. There's a bunch of golf websites. There's some golf training websites. But what we're going to bring to the, it's going to be different. It's, it, we're going to come with humor, and it's going to be funny. And we're not going to worry about being stoic, like the, you know, a lot of golf is stoic and socially correct and bullshit. <laughs> We're going to go out there. We're going to have a good time. Um, we're going to build, you know, we've got, we've got business goals. Our business goals are to build a very, very big email list and be able to market that list, uh, to people that, you know, one of the things about golf is every year they create new equipment mm -hmm. and they have to create new equipment to create revenue. Well, they create a lot of new equipment and a lot of times that the equipment that they are, um, replacing that new equipment that is basically the same kind of quality of the new stuff sits in a warehouse. They don't know what to do with it. So what if I had a million subscribers that I could push out your equipment to at a greatly reduced price? Nobody wants to pay freaking $700 for a driver. Right. You know, they'd rather pay 200. I guarantee you, Josh, there are warehouses all over this country with equipment in them that needs to be sold. How about if I go to that warehouse and I say, listen, how about if I sell your equipment for you? Well, how yeah. are you going to do that? We aren't able to sell it. Let me, just give, let me try. No, I think that's a great way to think about diversification too. You know, I'm, I'm all about expanding beyond just the course too, mm -hmm. you know, and whether that be creating your own products, which is something we did with my last program or partnering with other brands to sell their products. I think that's really, really great. So yeah, JV, the joint there. venture works well. Joint ventures work really well. Yeah, they really do because other brands they want, I mean, they're looking for that. They have, they have people who they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars a year just to create those contracts and, and work with those partners. And here you're coming to them and saying, Hey, I've got, you know, 500,000 subscribers who 
would probably love to buy your product. You know, <laughs> it works. Yeah, really we won't well. we won't advertise it to the world. We'll just do it to our little our little niche group of our raving fans, our passionate fans, and let's see what happens. Yep. So we've got we've got a business plan in place. Um, we've got to create content. That's one of the things we're doing this weekend is creating our first four podcast episodes. Because one of one of the things I've learned is my partner, he's very busy. He runs <laughs> he runs a, a very big organization, but and so I can't get him once a week for an hour, but I can get him on a Saturday for all day. Ah, so you're going to batch. We're going to batch. We're going to spend all day and we're just, we're just going to, you know, we're going to go big. We're going to do our four episodes once, once a month. Mm-hmm. And um, he's got other, he's going to have other responsibilities within our organization. But for me, for the podcast side and the video side, uh, we're doing one, one day a month for, uh, content creation. Okay. Yep. Sounds great. And will you do any type of live interactive thing with his, you know, limited schedule? Will you be able to do any type of live interactive uh, stuff with your community? Do you think, or do you think it's going to be more of that, like just really refining it, making it really, really good so that maybe there's not as many questions and not as many gaps? So I believe when it comes to golf, there's going to be a certain amount of frequently asked questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, like I told you, I, I sincerely believe in the in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And so if I go on to my Facebook Live or go on to an Instagram Live and I just, I you know, hey, going live in 20 minutes, we're going to talk golf. I believe I can come with enough content to have a conversation. You know, I believe, hey, why don't you guys ask me, why don't you guys tell me what the worst golf story you've ever had is? And I'll tell you mine. And I just believe there's just so many ways to create content, Josh, that is um, nobody's nobody's tapped into yet. It's just yeah. going to try and tap some nerves we don't believe have been tapped into. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, something really interesting I was listening to another podcaster talk about is he actually will go live. So he'll release his podcast on Tuesday and he will go live on Thursday and have a session, a Q and a session or, or kind of a coaching session live on Instagram. So he mm-hmm. invites everybody during the podcast to come. So that way they have time to listen and then he'll do that live session on Instagram and, you know, just ask questions, get conversations going and things like that. And I've done a few of them with him because he, uh, he teaches podcasting. So, uh, it, is just really, really awesome way to re-engage, you know, your, your audience. I think so too. I think you hit on a key word is re is re-engage or engage your audience. If you can get people feeling like they belong to a community, if you can get people feeling like they belong to a family and, and it's fun and, yeah. and they're having a good time, you know, Joe Polish, I don't know if you follow Joe Polish at all. No, I don't. Oh yeah, you ought to you ought to look him up when it comes to marketing. Um, he's got a thing called Elf. If it's easy, lucrative, and fun, you're going to have a great time. That's awesome. That's and awesome. so that's what we're going to try and do, and we're going to try, you know. And we know it's going to take a little while, but like I said, I got nothing but time, and that puts me in a different different place than a lot of other people. I realize that um, I'm not stuck having to create revenue to live, but. Uh, but I have to create something to not be bored. And right now here in Colorado, I'm looking outside, I'm watching snow come down. You know, the golf course is closed and I'm bored to tears. So this gives me something to do. And you can tell I'm high energy. 
Even at 60 plus years old, I'm still high energy. And so I just think having this kind of business, this kind of entrepreneurial lifestyle, it just, it, it, it gets me juiced. I like it. That's great. Well, Paul, I wish you the best of luck, man. I'm so excited. I definitely will be in your funnel. I definitely want to check out your podcast. I do golf. I don't know if we, I even mentioned that. I have hmm. golfed since I was like eight. Um, I'm not not a great golfer. I don't practice enough, but I love the game. And so I'm going to be following your course and your career and everything. And I'd love to have you back on the show sometime. Um, is there anything you want to say to the audience or, or or anything like that? I know you're just getting things set up, but if you have any social handles where they can go find you or anything like that. GJT Golf. Uh, get a good job today. Golf is called GJT Golf. You'll find it on YouTube. Um, you'll find it here. And then, you know, I know one of the great things about podcasts is this is evergreen, right? Right. So if you go look at GJT Golf right now, you're going to see kind of a, a mock-up landing page. But you guys, this is early. This is the first week of 2023. You know, go look in six months and go find GJT Golf and go sign up and see if, you know, the three lessons we're going to send out to you make any sense to you. You know, we're going to try and keep the um, the less, the the course itself very low price, like 67 bucks kind of thing. And if you don't like it, send it back kind of deal. But GJT Golf is going to be the place to go. GJTGolf.com. Awesome. All right, Paul. Well, thank you so much. Like yep. I said, best of luck to you. And I I can't wait to see what you do with this. Me either. Hey, Josh, I'm going to reach out to you. Hey, give me give me your um, your website again, please. Yeah. So it is courseelevator.com. Course Elevator. And that is okay. two E's, you know. Elevator. E-L-E-V-A-T-O-R. Courseelevator.com. Mm-hmm. Good. I will reach. Can I, I can reach you there. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Yeah. Let's stay in touch. And, you know, maybe the people who are listening say, Hey, we'd like to know more about what he's doing. Send Josh some questions. I'd love to do this with you. It's fun. Definitely. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. Go bulldogs. Go dogs. <laughs> let's uh, they'd be fun to see. We got, we got toads versus dogs. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Be good. To, be good it'd be good to see a good game. Yes. Yes, it would. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you for the time. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you coming on, Paul. And and like I said, just excited to see what you do, man. If you enjoyed this track, you can check out the artist Mountaineer on Upbeat. The track title is Check It Out.